Welcome to the Richard Rance Show. Every Wednesday, live at 5 Pacific Time, the specific time at the Pacific Time, 5 o'clock, every Wednesday. Talking about politics, political realities. I'm not talking about political tomfoolery. I'm not talking about falsehoods. Well, I will talk about them to tell you that they are false. And don't believe me. Check it out for yourself. And I know that's what the Q and nonsense people say. But they mean for you to check out discredited studies, meaningless clickbait articles from right-wing misinformation, disinformation outlets when they say that. When I say it, I mean check out reputable sources. Look at the sources. I know this is nothing new to all of you because I'm preaching to a very small choir. But what I'm preaching about is fact as best I can verify it. And if you have better sources, then please let me know. But don't give me a bunch of QA nonsense, clickbait articles from right wing misinformation sites, please. So what's going on in the news? What is going on in the news for real? Piece of good news, it's nice to pick up good news, but it's good news from the bad news, which is that according to the governor of Oregon, the unconstitutional federal troops are leaving. They will leave. It's well past time for them to leave, but at least they're leaving. So thank you for that. I'm pretty glad about that. Yeah, they're leaving. And I will cite an article from a reputable source. This one happens to be from a source that 
is not entirely reliable always, but pretty good. And you can back it up with other other stories from more established outlets. But this one is from the Huffington Post, HuffPost.com, and or is it org com? And it says that Oregon Governor Kate Brown said that those unconstitutional federal troops that are undermining our democratic rights to peacefully protest according to the First Amendment of our Constitution, that peaceful protest and freedom of speech and freedom to assemble and all of those other lovely rights that we have enshrined in our Bill of Rights in the Constitution and that are not meant to be counteracted by fascistic, jackbooted, Gestapo-style, secret police, like from a banana republic of the 70s, or a authoritarian government from a dictator not meant to be overridden here in the United States, but it's blowback too, because what the U.S. does overseas blows right back here. The U.S. has been training police forces throughout the world how to repress their native populations. You remember the School of the Americas in Georgia? They were training, and this is in the 70s and 80s, but this goes on now. They, you know, closed that one or renamed it, but that doesn't mean they're still not doing the same thing. And I should say, we're not still doing the same thing because we, the taxpayers, are funding this monstrosity. And I'm upset about it. I'm upset about the unaudited Pentagon budget that loses literally trillions of dollars unaccounted for. Wow. And, you know, we've got big crook in the White House now, just making it easier and easier to loot our country. Yeah, our country. Our country, my country. That's right. Hey, I didn't choose to be born here, but um, but I'm American. And it's been a good thing for me. And yes, I have what is aptly named white privilege. I own up to it. I acknowledge it. I am not proud of it. And, but what I don't have is the extreme privilege in this country of being a member of the oligarch class of the 1%. I'm not. Nor do I thirst to be so. That would be something to be ashamed of, to be a member of the 1% of this country. The 1% that profits unrepentantly. A couple of them repent a little bit, like Bill Gates, like 
a couple of other billionaires who have pledged billions of dollars to charitable causes. And thank you for that, billionaires with conscience. You're in a minority. And what do you get from that? Blowback from the right wing. Huge Bill Gates conspiracies. <laughs> Absurd! Um, I needn't go into the absolute absurdity of that conspiracy for the small choir that I'm speaking to. We know. We know what clickbait misinformation is. And thankfully, those of us who do know the difference between what is verifiable fact and what is completely false misinformation, we can tell the difference. And we are, in fact, maybe surprisingly, in the majority in this country, which is something that I can take solace in that at least the misguided members of our population, and there are way too many of them, that believe a bunch of QAnon sense and misinformation and disinformation and hold on tightly to it, they may push on through their cognitive dissonance, ignoring piles of facts and evidence that show that the falsehoods that they believe fervently are not true. They may ignore it, but they are thankfully still a minority. And unfortunately, what is also still a minority in this country are the voters. Yeah, the number of people who actually vote in this country are a small, tiny minority of the number of people who actually have the right to vote in this country, which is basically anyone over the age of 18. And certain states do put additional restrictions on the people who can vote like if they have felony convictions and then they try to do it even more so. And the Republicans in particular try to suppress the vote even further because another fact that I can take solace in is that the majority of Americans are not Republicans. And the majority of Americans are in fact progressive in their views. Unfortunately, a majority of these Americans do not vote. And they have many excuses, but they also have many reasons that they don't vote because it's made hard for them, for us, in a lot of places. I am most fortunate to live in San Francisco, California, a tiny island of progressivism, of sanity, of intelligence, of political acuity, 
non-republicanism, a tiny island in a vast sea of unfortunate areas of the United States that do not subscribe to our progressive ideals and do not take the high road. If only the rest of the country could follow along with us. For instance, we all wear masks here in San Francisco. Why? Because that is best practice to protect everyone. As is recognized throughout the world in many places, in almost every other country, except other denier countries like Brazil or terribly impoverished countries. But even poor countries have brought this under control. We can look at Rwanda, a very poor country. Now they do have a fairly authoritarian government system in Rwanda. Paul Kagame, the president of Rwanda, who is became president after he was the hero who saved the country from the Rwandan genocide about 15 years ago with an army that followed him from the Congo to overthrow the government that was massacring one half of its own populace. We can talk about the situation and how he came to power, but at the time it was a good thing. And it's actually still been a good thing. They went through a Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which is something that we really need here. Um, like we had in South Africa, they had a fantastically successful Truth and Reconciliation Commission that helped to bring out the crimes of apartheid and helped to bring their society into the next stage, prepare their society to become a peaceful one. Relatively, they have a high crime rate run by the black majority. Now, unfortunately, generations of white minority rule in South Africa did leave the economic system tilted towards the white minority, and it still is. So that white people in South Africa still control a large portion of the wealth there, much as they do here in the United States. Coincidence? No. Same type of historical background where the United States was founded economically on slavery and genocide. Slavery, which Tom Cotton, 
his name is Cotton, recently said was a quote-unquote necessary evil in the building of this country. That is a reprehensible quote, and Tom Cotton has been rightly assailed from the left, mostly, for that horrendous perspective that is not acceptable, not acceptable. And we need a Truth and Reconciliation Commission here in the United States. Bills have come to the floor of the House, which is run by the Democrats, and every progressive bill that comes to the floor of our Congress comes from the House of Representatives because the Democrats, the Democratic Party, is in charge of the House of Representatives. And those bills, those progressive bills designed to help populations in need, and we can argue about whether they go far enough, of course they don't, because the process is one of debate and involves bringing together parties that want the absolute best with parties that are more moderate and legislators have to compromise and come up with the best bill that they can pass. And again, I'm talking to the choir, but these bills come out of the House of Representatives and then they go to Moscow Mitch McConnell's office and desk to die there because Mitch McConnell, the majority leader in the very undemocratic Senate, which has exactly two representatives per state, regardless of that state's population. So the state of Wyoming, about 50 times less populous than the state of California or New York, has exactly the same number of votes in the Senate. That's not one person, one vote. In fact, if it weren't for the fact that the Senate is defined in the Constitution, we'd say it was entirely unconstitutional because it denies the constitutional right of one person, one vote. There are some contradictions within the Constitution. It is far from perfect, and we're the only country that has a 200-year-old Constitution that we're still running the country by. Thankfully, over the years, it has been interpreted and reinterpreted to fit the modern era, again, far from perfectly. But we have a completely undemocratic Senate, which is run by the Republicans who are the party of the rich and the party of Donald, ugh, that one in the White House. They belong to the dear leader, this party. They belong to the dear leader. And they are undemocratic. And increasingly, this leader, so-called, who's the leader of the Republican Party, but not the leader of my country, 
Not my president, no, not. And most of us did not vote for this. This charlatan, this, I won't even go on with the words that fit this execrable so-called president. We've got to get this wannabe dictator, this gangster, this criminal out of the White House. That's job one. And we can see in the Congress where every possible advance to our nation's well-being, to our people's well-being, we can see where it comes from. It comes from the Democrat side, the Democratic side of the aisle. And the Democratic Party is the opposition party in the United States and the party that has a chance of passing the progressive reforms that we need, like Medicare for all, free college for all, reducing inequality, increasing the respect for human rights, and enshrining that, yes, Black Lives Matter, enshrining that, fighting police brutality, defunding the police, and transferring those funds to organizations and agencies that will be run by the people to help to resolve conflicts within our society without bringing in brutal, racist police forces with guns and tasers who discriminate against people of color and the poor and overwhelmingly use excessive force. Let's not even get into there's good cops. They're part of this organization and they're part of the police unions that fight tooth and nail against any accountability for the police. If we have a chance of passing any of these reforms, if we have a chance of being able to continue to demonstrate and exercise our constitutional freedom of speech and freedom to congregate and speak our minds, if we want to preserve our constitutional rights, we cannot have a military backed dictatorship in the White House, which is what we know the current occupant dreams of, admires every military-backed strongman that he meets. And only strong men, because he's also sexist on top of being racist. So, 
to say we need to bring the Democrats in and this majority of progressive voters in this United States has to vote in massive numbers because the Republicans will cheat in every way that they can, suppressing the vote by hook or by crook, and they will cheat. It has to be massive. And then we may have to come out into the streets in massive numbers to make sure that that undeserving, to say the least, but disastrous occupant of the White House leaves that White House. And we also need to usher out Moscow MF Mitch in the Senate and his cronies and all of the other Republican cronies have to be ushered out. And we may have to have a million people more out in the streets to walk into the White House and physically remove that orange monstrosity if necessary. And if we have millions and he has been ousted in a landslide election and refuses to leave, the Secret Service will step aside. The military will not support a coup at that point, and he will leave. After that, we can have a President Biden, and he's going to announce his vice presidential candidate, who is likely to be a woman of color, who is a progressive, and we can then argue about how progressive, but they will be progressive. And we can then continue to put the pressure on the new administration. And they will not be sending in stormtroopers. And they will not be sending in unaccountable federal troops. They won't be doing that under a democratic administration. And those bills, like the renewal of the civil rights bill, the voting rights bill that is sitting amongst every other progressive bill on Moscow Mitch, Moscow MF Mitch McConnell's desk, the graveyard for every progressive bill, sitting there. And those bills and additional help for all of us here if we want anything like that, we want relief like the Canadians. They're getting $2,000 a month to help them while they shelter in place. But no, here we're going, we're on the edge of having record evictions because there is no help. $1,200 six months ago or four months ago, that's long gone. Long gone. That doesn't even cover one month. $2,000 a month in Canada. And in Europe, workers have guaranteed wages so that they can stay at home and socially isolate. That's what we need. And we're not going to get it with the Trump administration. So what I'm saying is go out and vote for the Democrats. And any excuses that anyone uses 
for not doing their best to do that are not credible. And afterwards, they won't even thank us for saving their butts from a military dictatorship. But let's do it anyway and save ourselves and save the people that we care about and even the people that we're angry with. But let's get out there and save them. Like the people on the front lines in Portland are out there fighting for us right now. And if the news is to be believed, federal officers will be departing Portland shortly. So I look forward to that. I look forward greatly to that. You know, in the other nation, this president would be gone. Now, not much has changed since 1968. The Kerner report in the wake, that was a terrible year. We had the Watts riots. Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated and Martin Luther King were assassinated in 1968. And we had the Watts riots. And afterwards, the Kerner Commission has read a very good article about it in The New Yorker. You could look up the Kerner Commission concluded that the reason for the riots and the reason for the uprising was essentially white racism. That hasn't changed. That is still